0: Talking talkin', talkin tunes. Heya, you're listening to Talking Tunes. My name is Wackle. I'm a music producer and the host of this podcast. This is a music podcast series where I invite artists in for a talk about their songwriting and production processes. Each episode is focused on one artist and one song of their choosing. This is the second out of four Roskilde Festival specials, and today I'm talking with Madame Gandhi. She's a drummer, artist and activist. Some might know her from a marathon she ran a couple of years ago, Bleeding Freely, or some might know her as a drummer, playing with talented people like M.I.A., Kilani, Lizzo and many more. But during the last couple of years, she's also started her own music career as a songwriter, singer and producer. The song we're talking about is called Top Nut Turn Up and was released in 2018. Too. The podcast is part of Girls Are Awesome, which is a platform and brand dedicated to redefining female representation in the media. We work in a number of ways to create more representation, both offline and online, and we do our very best to share stories of inspirational women. Our crew is a mix of guys and girls united around the idea that gender should never be a limitation. First up, let's take a short listen to Top Nut Turn Up by Madame Gandhi. This-
1: What's up, my name is Kieran. I perform as Madame Gandhi. I'm a drummer and artist whose mission is to elevate and celebrate the female voice. I grew up in New York City playing the drums and I've toured with MIA and Thievery Corporation and TV on the radio. Uh, last year I got to play with two of my favorites also, Lizzo and uh, Um In 2015 I ran the London Marathon, Bleeding Freely on my period, to combat the menstrual stigma that women and girls face and people who bleed face all around the world. And since then, I've been writing and producing my own music that talks about themes of fourth wave, fourth wave feminism, and gender equality. You just arrived at Roskilde. Yep, right. I did. Last night we saw Cardi B and Rosalia. And how do you like it so far? I love it. It's my second uh, time playing uh, Roskilde Festival, and it's my favorite. I felt really honored to be invited back. Mm-hmm. Madame Gandhi.
0: So today we are gonna talk about Top knot Turn Up. Yes, that always get my gets my mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah, Wah. it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> it is a little bit. Uh, what does top knot turn up mean? Is there something behind the title in yeah. itself? Yeah,
1: top knot is like when you put your hair up in a bun, like in a top knot. And uh, it's like when, you know, a lot of the women or femmes that I know, especially even the guys with the man buns, which I see a lot of here in Denmark, uh, it's like when you put your hair back because you're ready for action. Like you're ready to go into the meeting, you're ready to go for your run, you're ready to seize the day, you're ready to go in on your emails, on your inbox. You're just ready to make a beautiful painting. like You tie your hair back because you're ready for action, you're ready for war. Yeah, cool.
0: So that's what this song is about as well?
1: Yes, it's like a hype song. It's like a feminist anthem hype song. And I made it because I was loving all of the Brazilian trap music that I would hear. But then so much of it is so misogynist and so degrading to women. So I was like, I want to make an amazing Brazilian trap song and I want to collaborate with an artist who I love. But I want to make the trap song something that all of us can turn up to without contributing to the oppression of somebody else. So Top Not Turn Up is a femme anthem about... Putting your hair up in a bun and getting some work done. Please do not trouble me when I am focused. The future is female. You already know this. I'm fighting against the corruption. I'm so Up in my top notch since when I first wrote this.
0: In the lyrics, I heard and I know you say this a lot. The future is female. Yes. Can you put some words onto that? Yeah, expression? totally.
1: For me, the future is female is is an aspirational feminist slogan about valuing femininity. And I think when I ran the London Marathon in 2015, bleeding freely, I had rarely seen feminist slogans that aspired to our femme and celebrated our femme. Most of the time it's about teaching women to be things that are actually typically masculine, like quote, unquote, be strong, quote, unquote, be brave, be all these things, be confident like the boys. And it's like, ugh, I don't even want to aspire to what the men are doing. Like I want us aspiring to what we do best. And for me, The Future is Female is about valuing collaboration instead of competition. It's about valuing emotional intelligence instead of brute force aggression. You know, it's about living in a world that is linked and not ranked. So this is what The Future is Female means to me and why I celebrate it so much in my music.
0: Yeah, so we should definitely be better friends and help each other. I like that. You'll
1: see that at my show on Saturday. It'll be an all female band and we're having a great time this week putting the show together and it'll be a good vibe.
0: Yeah, and I heard it's all Danish musicians yes, as well. Right? All yes. Danish
1: uh, musicians.
0: Actually a drummer last year I did this podcast with Nelson Khan. Oh yeah, a drummer, yeah, Maria. Yeah. She's
1: playing for me on the Saturday. Madam Dandy.
0: So who did you work with on Top Not Turn Up?
1: I worked on uh, Top Knot Turn Up by sending files back and forth to a producer in Brazil called Ruxo. Okay. I shout him out in the beginning of Top Knot Turn Up. I say Ruxo do Brasil. Oh, yeah. I did not understand that yeah, that was the... Portuguese, And uh, I studied Portuguese for a year when I was at Harvard because I wanted to go to Brazil and be immersed in the language, not like trying to speak English and getting around like a fool. And so it felt uh, really special to work with him and practice my Portuguese. Oh, Ruxo do
0: So which kind of files did you send and what did he send? Who, yeah, who I sent
1: on it? Uh, the drop, bloop, 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 bloop. In fact, uh, I had a bounce, like a super early bounce of it and I used to sing my song Futurist Female to that trap beat just for the fun of it um, and it totally worked. But uh, I sent, once I got the, the drop. I built the drums around it and recorded the drums live in uh, in New York and in Detroit. And then uh, I worked on the lyrics in the desert of Los Angeles. And then uh, he did some of the vocoder stuff because I had sent a bunch of like oohs and ahs and that kind of like singing. And he had put these like super interesting vocoder processors on my vocals, which I loved. Um, he has these like fat horns that I love that he added. Um, yeah, it was good phone's notification so I have more time. No bubbles to trouble my clear state of mind. One thing to know I'm not here to please. Hair tied up I do it properly.
0: Cool so if you were to explain yourself as an artist or as a, maybe just as a, a musician right now what is your biggest qualities? Uh, when you, you hear a
1: Madame Gandhi song you'll always hear drums vocals and like electronic music production Um, the drums are really at the front of my music because I express myself through either percussion or drum set usually both on every track Um, when I play live I do the same thing I move between the microphone and singing to either percussion or drum set where I'm drumming Um, I love having music where my audience can dance but then also other songs where the audience can feel the power of emotions Uh, My favorite feedback from my audience is when they tell me either they were crying in the songs or they felt goosebumps or they felt um, just like warmth through their body, you know. And I think that's how I know they understand that it's sincere, like it's really honest. Um, Sometimes I feel, you know, I'll watch artists like Cardi B perform last night and be like, dang, these are some of the biggest artists in the world. But the thing is that when I watched it, it wasn't real anymore. It was just a party. It was just a performance. It was just an act. It wasn't something that I felt like she believed in. In fact, the parts that I felt like were the most authentic is when she's um, doing her kind of like stripper dances. I felt like that was like at least the most authentic to her. She looked really effortless when she was doing it and ended up being my favorite parts of the show. But the rest of the show, it's like, turn up did you turn up let's get y'all turn up turn the fuck up you know and I'm like this is so cheesy you could be anyone up there like this is not special so anyway uh when you hear my music you'll hear the emotions either through the feminism or through the love that I'm singing about and and the most important thing is that you receive its sincerity you have to roll up your sleeves
0: so you started as a drummer, Can, is that right?
1: Yes, I started as a drummer.
0: And then you transformed into a full-blown artist. Yes. Can you put some words on that transition?
1: Totally. I uh, remember I was drumming for MIA in 2013, which was an incredible experience. And in 2015, when I ran the London Marathon, bleeding freely on my period, the story went viral. And I would get invited to speak all around the world, including actually the Women Deliver Conference that was happening in 2016 in Denmark. And I would get invited to speak, but then sometimes the conferences would say, can you come and perform? And I didn't have my own music at the time. But uh, a really good friend of mine was like, dude, you have the best case scenario, whereas uh, you don't have any music, but people still want to hear from you. Yeah. So you should start writing. And uh, it was really important to me to learn how to produce. You know, now I produce everything on Ableton Live and you know, synthesizers and, and drum machines and things like that. And, uh, and it's really empowering to take an idea that's in your head and actually turn it into a musical body of work.
0: Madam Diamond. You produce in Ableton, and you talked about synthesizers and drum... Machines. ...sequencers?
1: or Yeah, drum machines, drum sequencers, sure. Yeah. Do you have your own studio somewhere? I do. It's right where I live. I live in a big loft in downtown LA, and you have my bed, my, um, my clothing, and then I have the studio. And I have two kinds of drums. I have electronic drums and my real drum set. I have a whole bunch of percussion from around the world. Um, I have a Roland uh, TR-08, which is a remake of the 808 drum machine. I have this little teenage engineering OPZ synthesizer, which I brought on me because it was a 12-hour plane ride from L.A. (laughs) So I was, like, programming beats on the plane. The flight attendant was like, that's so cool. What is that? I'm like, listen, it's a beat I just made. (laughs) She's like, oh, dope. Um, So, yeah. And then, you know, sometimes I just do little beats for exercise, like, to make sure that I'm, like, keeping the muscle alive and, like, being creative. And I think for like every 10 beats that I make, only one of them is something that I actually want to turn into a song or like every 30 beats I make, you know? Yeah. And it's cool. The more I talk to other producers, they always say the same. They have like tons and tons of files saved in their laptop, but only a few of them do they feel are ready for the world. I relate to that. Do you
0: remember what you used on Top Not Turn Up?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, That one was mostly what they call in the box, so you're using um, synthesizers in Ableton. And uh, Ruxo, because he's the Brazilian trap genius, he was the one who really came up with the actual tones for the drop, the tones for the horns, um, some of the additional production in the reverse uh, snares and reverse cymbals. and then I did all of the live stuff. I did all the live vocals, live drums, live percussion. The percussion I recorded in San Francisco, actually. Um, and, and then I put it all together. If you want to hang with me, then you have to roll up your sleeves.
0: What's your favorite software?
1: Um, probably. Uh, Omnisphere, because it's just like, no matter what sound you choose in Omnisphere, it sounds beautiful and you have so many parameters, so you can make stuff that no one else is really making. And then I actually really love the Roli Equator software because it comes with its uh, Roly Seaboard and the sounds are just super unique and beautiful.
0: I've seen so many videos of the Roly yes. stuff. But I've, ne- I've never really talked to someone who actually
1: uses it that much. I relate to that. I think people almost use it like as a game or like a, like a fun kind of like exercise. But yeah, the Equator plugin for actual audio sounds are so beautiful. And that'll be in my long form album that I'll put out probably next year or the year after.
0: So do you have any advice for other people who want to do art?
1: Oh, my gosh. Other people who want to do art. It's a good question. Um, You know what? I've never been the person who, like, gets up every day at 6 in the morning and, like, goes and makes, you know, music for 16 hours. Because there's people like that. And it's so inspiring to me. I made a friend recently because I was taking a red-eye flight. And we board the plane at 5.30 in the morning. And... We haven't even taken off yet, and he has his laptop open next to me, and he's making beats. And I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what's your name? Like, this is crazy. Like, I want to be on this level. Sometimes I feel that. But the truth is that that's not who I am. The kind of person that I am is that I love to nourish my different passions and strengths in a diverse way every single day. So like, this morning, I went for a run, but tomorrow, we'll go boxing instead. And in three days, we might just do some yoga. Like. Today, I'm nourishing my intellectual side by doing interviews and speaking with different incredible podcasts like yourself. Tomorrow, I'll nourish a different side, which is to play the drums and be in the rehearsal with my band. On Saturday, I'll be performing. So, I have different passions that make me feel happy, which is my athleticism, my passion for speaking about feminism, and then my passion for making and performing music. And I can't do every single one of those things every day, but I can make sure that I'm giving to them and nourishing them and advancing them a little bit in a different way every single day. So being okay with that and being okay with the fact that everyone's success and drive towards happiness looks different is, for me, how you keep your art alive, sustainable and enjoyable.
0: Cool. Perfect way to end it. So thank you for
1: being here. Perfect. (laughs) Girls are awesome. Bye. Bye. Madam. Hair up in a bun, that's the most fun. Hearing myself think when I go for a run. Or maybe I'm practicing good drums. Or maybe I'm writing in this and the sun. The takeaway point is I'm talking to no one. Protecting my vibes that are wholesome. Trying my best to solve actual problems. problems. If you want to hang with me, then you have to roll up your sleeves and work with me. This ain't no time to comfort with me. Pipelines and tools are destroying the earth, you see. I cannot stand all the constant misogyny. Tie my hair back so there ain't nothing stopping me. The top line, turn up. so i have more time no bubbles to trouble my clear state of mind one thing to know i'm not here to please hair tied up i do it properly my time is not your property when i'm productive like my ovaries give a grown girl room to breathe basic rights and her liberty free from insecurity that the world's projecting onto me please do not trouble me when i am focused the future is female you already know this i'm fighting my top not since when I first wrote this.